0: All right. Um, I think uh we're looking at 2nd Corinthians 4. Um I certainly missed everybody. Uh, uh the last gathering was December 30th, and we were in en route from California to New York. So um, and then you know we've been doing digital for a couple few weeks, so can't wait for Sunday, hopefully to see people in person. Um Second Corinthians uh Three was what we looked at last, we finished that. And there, uh, if you recall, Paul was talking about um, uh, the um, ministry or, you know, yeah, he was kind of contrasting the Mosaic covenant with the new covenant, right? So um, in chapter four, we'll look at verses one to 15 today. Um, He's now gonna talk about how the, that, New Covenant ministry impacts him as a minister, as a person who uh, shares the gospel, as a person who's responsible for carrying the gospel. So is it on chat yeah, or whatever? Let's read it. Can I have a few volunteers for Second Corinthians 4, 1, to 15 to read out loud?
1: Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves. But Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair with that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause Thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh,
1: So um, I
0: think uh, verse one uh, is kind of the summation. It's the key verse for me. It kind of sets the tone for uh, the entire chapter, um, or at least the sections that we read. Yeah, Paul. It's the conclusion, right? Um, it's a proclamation. It's a confession. It's um, it's uh, it, his. Um, Self-understanding. Uh, we talked about signature on Sunday. Say this is his signature too. When it comes to ministry, right? Uh, and, and it Paul defines, right? He defines um, where he is, who, how he views his life, and the calling, the, the 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 what he's going through, the trajectory of his life, the worth of his life, right? Uh, he defines it uh, through god's mercy right uh, and what god what god's mercy has accomplished is to entrust to um um uh, gift right uh, to even burden paul uh, with this ministry the ministry of the new covenant right and he's been talking about the how glorious it is and how um Superior it is, right? It's the like the exceeding glory compared to the fading glory of the most vague covenant. Uh, he is, is uh talks about it, uh, uh, I think, by way of review a little bit or emphasis in verses three to five, uh, three to six, right? And again, he's he's talking in superlatives, but he talks about light. he talks about um, knowledge, he talks about the glory of God, right? These are again uh, powerful, uh, uh, special divine thing, right? And God has somehow, uh, packaged this and, uh, impressed it upon Paul's heart. It, it is a glorious ministry. Um, it is a special calling, uh, and yet, right, uh, as Paul sets forth, especially like in verses seven, Eleven or not seven through twelve, right? Um, he talks about how difficult that ministry is, and he pulls no punches. Um, these are indeed uh, very trying situations, trying times, trying um, relationships, right? um, the, the 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 pain. Um, the hardship, right? The suffering, uh, the almost—you um, know—on the brink of uh, it all, you know, blowing up or uh, Paul falling apart or Paul's death. Right? He, he talks about death, carrying around the, the death of Jesus. Right? Um, It's—it's it's very borderline. Right? There's a lot of of struggles going on. And and as we we're talking about, Paul is trying to um persuade the Corinthians, right? He's trying to work through his relationship with the Corinthians. It should be a strong, vibrant one. But unfortunately, um the Corinthians are are kind of taking it out on, on, on Paul a little bit. They're they're having issues with his uh with some of the things that he said, some of the challenges that he spoke, some of the um, positions that he's taking, some of the uh, kind of teaching that that he's challenging them with, and even his decision making—they're criticizing them, right? So in this, I think very uh, like pithy and, and powerful uh, summation in verse one, Paul says, "Because uh, you know, we th- this ministry of the new covenant, though glorious, though." burdensome and difficult Uh, the 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 sheer fact that god has granted this to us that it that he's the author he's the originator he's the designer right he's the one that's behind this right it's not you know a, a career choice it's not you know um some kind of accidental um you know something that paul found in, in his life and he's not darren finding the <laughs> incredible uh thing in the closet that, that's his brothers uh it's um a very intentional plan of god to uh, to choose paul to select him to you know um, have him go through these you know, almost unspeakable challenges and and uh and, and travails right in order to uh, spread the gospel in order to shine the light of the glory of God and the face of Christ to others, right? To the perishing, to the ones who are veiled, to, to, to break through, to to to, to, to make um, the the gospel, um, yeah, effective and powerful and transformative in people's life. Because Paul is uh, so convicted, so empowered by this he draws to me this rather amazing uh, yeah, uh, conclusion. Yeah, because of God's mercy, because through his mercy we have this ministry, because of what God has done, we do not lose heart. You know, um, losing heart, being, whatever, discouraged or dispirited or, disillusioned, uh, disappointed, right? Um, I think somehow, like, I feel like, you know, in Christian life, if you had asked me when I first met Jesus, uh, when I first surrendered my life to Him, like, um, like what, I, what would be some of the things that I, I feel I would feel like um, is hard, or, or like, what do i anticipate? what do i see down the road as making me um you know wonder about my faith or wonder if god is really you know alongside me or you know just what do what do i see or or foresee that might be hard? i think i would have said, okay, you know it might be tough to be you know like a missionary in in, in a like communist country but that's you know that was what we talked about back in, in the uh, mid eighties when I, when I became a believer or, you know, persecution um, or kind of like uh, uh, some sort of like intellectual challenge. Uh, but I, I didn't think, I don't think I would had a, really a concept. I, I couldn't have really fathomed that um, I think the hardest part of Christianity, and this is probably borne out by why, people that are wiser than, than, than I was at that time is that um, it, it you know, serving God can be really challenging because, you know, situations and 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 conflict and 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 um, um, confusion and, and and just the the challenge of trying to live faithfully for the gospel, it can eat your heart out. It can literally like uh, okay, I don't know what dis disembowel or eviscerate what the the, the heart um component is but you know um serving the lord and and trying to be a faithful christian um you know one of those aspects is that you know you get your, your 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 heart's ripped, your heart ripped up from your time right? and sometimes you know it's it's not it, it's really can be traced to, to 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 myself right i i i i did something right? i said something that you know that it resulted; it was like a direct consequence of that. But there are, I think, in occasions, I think in Apostle Paul's life, and he's kind of experiencing that with with the Corinthians. I mean, these are people, like I said, that should be really supportive and and appreciative of him, but they're criticizing him for not coming back a second time. They're impugning his motives. They're 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 wondering if he really has the authority that that by which he speaks to them. And, so I I could see him very easily saying you know okay that's it <laughs> no more right you guys had your chance you guys you know you know you, you, you I can I can see how you really feel and he could he could walk away I think almost justifiably because not only with the Corinthians but you know in so many different ways um, the call that God put on his life was so rigid so. So no, no, not rigid, stringent. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean rigid. Stringent, right? It, it was like um, some things that were asked of Paul that were just, I think, almost beyond uh, variability. But so for him to uh, go through all of this and and you know process it in his mind and cry out to God and develop a, a response, a theology, a kind of an action plan, and then to declare. Through all this, you know, because of God's mercy, we have this ministry. Uh, therefore, right, we do not lose heart. Yeah, this is amazing to me. This is um, inspiring. Uh, this is uh, truly um, a work of God, I think, that Paul would be uh, able to uh, uh, say this with um, such conviction. And, uh, um, you know, say it uh, kind of steadily, right? It's not just a one time, yeah, I'm gonna stick to it. Um, and then, you know, 99% of the time he's down in the dumps. No, he is not downplaying, he's not shortchanging how hard things are, but he knows and he lives uh, with this confident. Uh, and a wholehearted trust in in God that um, his heart is still there. Right? He is engaged. He's committed. He's uh, dedicated. Right? He is um, still right, on fire. Uh, he's still passionate for the, the ways of the gospel and for the ways that God is going to use him. Right. Moving on, he even like i think i thought what is very interesting to go to verse 2 and 3 right he's saying you know rather so he says okay so i think what he's saying there the temptation is that when things get hard you find a shortcut you you compromise you take it easy you you take your foot off the gas pedal you um, kind of uh, you, you make it you know, you make it more manageable right and, and and you know practically speaking that that's fine do that. But Paul is saying the temptation to do something that doesn't please God, like secret and shameful ways, using deception, distorting the word of God, you know, basically kind of making the gospel watered down. if I think what he's saying, or using it to gain a personal advantage instead of being truthful to um, the, the counsel of God, or whatever, whatever you know, he is saying there, and, and we definitely can expand and enlarge that in our application, is that even though, like, you know, uh, it, it's hard this way, and maybe everyone else is trying a different style, or technique, or methodology, Paul's going to stick to truth, Paul's going to stick to integrity, Paul's going to stick to, you know, what God called him to do, even if the challenges and um the 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 hardships uh never never end right uh to him right it's uh more important and it's 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 necessary right for him to uh, be you know still a, a broken vessel still someone who um doesn't look very successful someone who's still criticized by people that you know he, he has no business being criticized by if if that is the if if that is the only how should i say that if that is the not necessary but that is the um result of his being you know, you know he serving the lord to the best of his ability he will not take the easy way out Right? Even if um, that would be practical or that would be more enjoyable, or again, uh, everyone else uh, is going that way. Right? Paul's—he uh, uh, will stick to uh, the, uh, the calling that God has given him. He'll continue to preach Jesus as Lord, uh, even if it costs him to. Right. So uh, again, just um, I find that his uh, summary statement yeah, is um, just is uh, amazing to, to to read, right? And um, to 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 aspire to, right? um, Okay, let's look next at uh, some of those things that uh, are hard for Paul. Um, And uh, we find that in the verses, again, 8 uh, through 11, 8 through 12. 12. Um, He talks about being hard-pressed and perplexed, persecuted, struck down. Again, uh, being, um, so the uh, the word that he uses for death uh, in verse 11 and 12 in the Greek apparently is necrosis, right? Which from which we get the word necrosis. That's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's the actual word, right? But um, so the is used for death, which is a Greek word is thanatos, right? thanatos, right? Um, so I, I, the suggestions of the commentaries was that this and the necrosis, that word is kind of like an ongoing death or like a repeating death, like like something is dying and continuing to die or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's such a, a, a apt word because, you know, it's not you're dead and it's, you're done with it. You know, Paul is dying and then the next day he's dying and then the next day he's dying. Uh, again and again, so uh, um, it, it's it's this kind of like again, like he's not trying to like um, sugarcoat uh, the situation, uh, but he finds that through endurance, through trust, through perseverance, um, that um, he can go on. Right, he doesn't lose heart. He doesn't quit. He doesn't you know, shake his fist in the air at the people and the churches and the, you know, the political or the, the, the political leaders or the soldiers who have, who have hurt him or wronged him. No, he he clings to the Lord and he finds, right, sufficient strength. He finds grace. And, you know, Second Corinthians is most famous, I think, for that passage, right? Your grace is sufficient for me, my. Or my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, Paul is quoting what God said to him when Paul asked that the thorn be removed. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And and so Paul kind of turns on its head uh, every one of these kind of uh, adversities, right? We're hard pressed. So he feels pressure from um, every corner of its life, right? It's kind of like, like a feeling of, I always think of like uh, Star Wars and they gar- Star Wars uh, number four, right? When they're in the garbage dump and those things are being, uh, the, the walls are closing in on, on, on Luke Skywalker and others and, and then they're almost crushed, right? But then the R two D team he stops it from, from moving. And I feel like that's kind of what Paul is saying. Like most of the time, he feels that the walls are closing in. But at the last minute, you know, God sends uh, someone to or some something, a situation that uh, just halts the crushing, the jaws of whatever is closing uh, around. Right. And Paul talks about being perplexed. Right? Um, yeah, you know, this is kind of where I inhabit myself. Like, um, I, I I kind of overanalyze things. I try to grasp something, um, you know, whatever way I can, and I reach certain like whatever conclusions or or, or like uh, situations where like it's it just um, I don't know. I love my favorite. Like you guys know, I, I overuse acronyms, but um, the one that I've been thinking a lot about is SMH, right? Fake my head. Um, sometimes I, I I I hear something or I read something, I think about something, I talk to somebody, or I analyze something, and it's just SMH. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I don't write it that much, but that's what I'm thinking because like I just don't get it. Right? And Paul's right. I mean, once I, a person or someone like me gets into that kind of cycle, right? When there's nowhere else to go in, in kind of like either the thought pattern or how you look at something, uh, there's nowhere to go. Sometimes the the, the, the conclusion is, man, I'm I, you have no hope, right? There's there's nothing you can do about it. There's no change, you know. It's just like all road roads are closed, and, and you you end up in despair. Yeah, but Paul's testimony again is that um he finds himself in these kind of like he doesn't understand why things happen the way they do or why maybe people behave in the way they they they, they do. But he finds a way out, right? He does not hit that kind of like nihilistic floor where, you know, he becomes so cynical, he becomes so apathetic, he becomes so distrusting of God and of people and maybe of life that, you know, he quits, that he uh, he becomes, I don't know, maybe a, a jerk or he becomes somebody that, you know, uh, 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 and, like a, like a misanthrope or something, right? Where he just turns away from people, he he closes himself up. Um, it's very hard to continue on the way that he's continuing on, but he finds the ability to do that, find the strength to do that, right? So he's persecuted, he's persecuted. And I just love this because to me, I would say persecuted, but not you know, uh, what I'd be looking for is freed, right? I, I would, I, I want to be free from persecution. I don't want, you know, because of my faith or because of my convictions that people would make my life difficult, my family's life difficult, my loved one's life difficult. But Paul doesn't even, like, that's not the grace that he finds. The grace that he find, finds is that he's not alone. It's like Jesus is in the the fire with him. It, it's kind of like you know the, the three friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? They are thrown into the fire because they refuse to uh, bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And you know, instead of getting burned up, right? The, the fire is like so hot that it's, it, it kills the soldiers that throw them into the fire. But they are walking around. They're just, you know, eating marshmallows. And there's a fourth person in there with them. And Nebuchadnezzar goes, "He looks like the son of, son of, the son of the gods." So it, it's, it's the implication that some it's like an early appearance of, of Jesus, maybe, or, or somebody like divine that's with them, and, and they are, um, you know, fellowshiping with them. They're 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 you know having a campfire together because sometimes God doesn't. Um, you know turn off the heat right god sometimes god doesn't scoop us out of the fire sometimes we stay in the fire and it's it's pretty toasty it's it's pretty bad right but he doesn't um forsake us he doesn't make us go through it alone yeah so that again you know this Paul's mercy and God's mercy and mercy don't lose heart that that that's a special a special uh, kind of um, realization to make, right? And then struck down, struck down, but not destroyed. Again, I would rather not be struck. I would not want to be struck economically. I would not want to be struck um, kind of in my ego and not be struck physically, right? Paul says we don't escape it. Sometimes those barbs and those arrows and those those uh, the bludgeon, bludgeoning, um, you know, God doesn't give us like a magic bubble around us, like uh, you know, that protects us from all kind of pain and 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 attack. And, you know, we'll we'll have wounds, in other words, but we are not destroyed. Yeah, we we live to serve God another day. You know, we. Are held with enough strength, sufficient grace uh, to uh, keep doing what I guess you know what we want to be doing, what we feel is worthwhile doing is valuable, right? Unless we have that kind of belief and that kind of understanding that serving God is the only uh, truly worthwhile usage of my life, um, then I think, you know, it's really hard to reach that, the conclusion that Paul reaches. But because God gives him uh, another opportunity, right? It's another day, another idea, another opportunity, another chance, like another call, another open door. Right. Paul sees that as, um, uh, you know, confirmation or vindication that he's living uh, a worthy a worthy life. He's leading a life that God has called him to do. Right. Um, yeah, you see that in verse fifteen a little bit. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Right. Uh, even though his life is hard uh his life is valuable i want you guys i want myself i want all of us to really think about that the pandemic is hard um you know uh, working in, in the environment that we're working is hard new york city is hard uh, church is hard um raising kids uh, and you know doing all that we need to do is hard you know but if it's really because God has given us this ministry, it's valuable, right? it's precious, it's it's a treasure. Right? And of course, um, many people would disagree with me and say verse seven is the key verse, because this is a beautiful one as well. Right? We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this also passing power is from God and not from us. Right? Yeah, this is us, this is, um, the hard life—that's valuable, right? You and I are, even Paul, are—we're plain vessels. We're uh, jars of clay. We're—we're we're common. We're mean. Um, you know, in 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 a, in a bazaar, you know, we we wouldn't fetch much money. Right? We're just—hopefully we're leak-proof. Maybe we leak a little bit. I don't know. But you know, by itself, you know, not much to speak of. But because of the treasure contained within, because of what the Lord has chosen to do uh, with you and me, because he has brought us together as a body of Christ, a community of faith, a family of God, a temple. Um, and he has given us right a treasure. And that treasure is worth it, right, the gospel. Uh, we're bound by the gospel, we are um made whole by the gospel we're made one by the gospel right so um yeah this the, again it, it's a perfect metaphor of um us right having a hard time but our lives being valuable right uh, to live a life that on the outside may look um very plain or not that desirable or not that prestigious or, or you know, your parents can't show off about you um that's okay right in, in paul's economy here because it's what's inside the treasure that makes it great and that treasure uh speaks of god's power god's all surpassing power um Sustaining us—that's what makes it valuable, right? And in a sense, the less uh, kind of power or or fanciness or 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 merits the outside has, the more uh, the contrast is, right? The the treasure is so so valuable. Um, Paul says it a different way, or he kind of. Um, it, not different, but elaborates more on it in Second Timothy two when he talks about, um, you know, there's different types of vessels. And some are uh, valuable on the outside, and some are like very plain, like you know, cheaper material and whatnot. But he says that if if you are clean, it's a it's a matter of the purpose of the vessel and, and the and the cleanliness factor that determines its worth. So, you know, if you have a gold, uh, what do they call it? Pot, uh, bed bed pot? Sorry, anybody know what that term is? When you uh, Chamber pot. uh, Chamber pot, (laughs) thank you, Peter. A gold chamber pot. Looks great on the outside, right? Maybe, you know, bedazzled with jewels or something, but, you know, you open it up and it's got, you know, your, your, uh, of waste human waste it's like right. whereas a a simple you know wooden maybe it's not perfect the hinges are rusting or you know the wood the 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 lid doesn't close so perfectly but you have in there like a family heirloom like your grandmother's like you know i don't know diamond ring that was smuggled out of world war ii (laughs) I, I keep thinking in, in in Western terms, like you know, from Nazi Germany or something. <laughs> and um, you know, it's passed down through generations and you know, you're able to either receive it or give it to, to, to the person that you love. I mean, that box uh and it it's defined by the value of the of, of what's inside, right? Uh in, in the same way that he um that uh, Paul is talking about there inverse um. I actually reviewed some old messages that, like older messages that I gave on this. And I, uh, maybe you guys will remember it, but I actually liked kind of a little kind of matrix that I made. My chat here. Um, Ah, Margaret got it too. Thank you in the chat. But um, you know in this chapter if, if, if there seems to be uh in, in my remarks today like um like paul is talking about like uh the inside and the outside interior exterior internal external lot right the external clay doesn't the pot the jar of clay doesn't look that good but inside it's glorious because of its uh power um so uh, I thought it might be helpful to think of, of um, like the different combinations we could have of inside outside, and then good versus bad. So let me just pop it on the chat. All right. So uh, think about it, you know, with you know how they always make these charts with four quadrants, like y-axis x-axis, right? So we have inside and outside. As let's say x-axis and bad and good, right? As um the the y-axis, right? So I was looking at different combinations, right? So you could have good inside and good outside, and then bad inside, bad outside, and then good inside, bad outside, and bad inside, good outside. Did, Did I get all that? Yeah. So good, good, bad, bad, good, bad, bad, good. Right. So I want to just review those real quickly, because you know i already talked about them uh, already. But and 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 uh, I don't know to think about like where am I? Uh, and almost like where do I want to be? Right, uh, that's another thing to think about. Right. Uh, let's start with the, the easier ones: good inside, good outside, meaning that. You know what the Lord is doing inside to you, it's like Apostle Paul. It's like you're f- experiencing the powerful, surpassing treasure, um, um the power of God. Um, you know, your heart is pure, you're like Him in, in the first few verses about sticking to the truth and not being swayed by the world or by circumstances. And you know, your, your devotion life is exciting and, and fulfilling and vibrant and stuff. So, you know, there's so much like, you know, uh, strength happening, but, and, 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 you know, God is uh, truly like um, maybe filling your life with blessings and, you know, um, you're flourishing in your work and, um, you know, you have purpose in, uh, you know, you get up in the morning and you feel healthy, you, you know, you run six miles a day or whatever. It just, you know, these are things that, you know um, the thing we can't take for granted, and um, I don't think it's bad to pursue them, right? Um, but you know, in a Christian sense, uh, the the truly good outside is is a blessing from God, right? So you know we understand that um, to have both uh, blessings inside and blessings outside, right? That's one possible combo. Uh, the other combo, right? The other extreme is. Things are terrible on the outside, right? You're, uh, you know, you're going through something, whether it's ex- whether it's you know, uh, you know, placed upon you, or uh, it could be, um, you know, an outcropping of 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 your decisions, or 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 whatnot. But you know, uh, you're not doing well, right? You're you're uh, you're visibly right going through some sort of challenge and like i said it could be an illness that maybe you're not responsible for or it could be like i don't know like you're being audited by the irs because you you cheated on your taxes or something but on the outside right things seem so so non-desirable right and it matches like right, what is inner turmoil or maybe there's something where you are uh doing something that is uh, displeasing to God. And you're, 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 maybe you're rebelling, you're fighting against God. You are you don't have any close relationship because you don't value people as you should, right? Or you're just, um, you know, you're just far away from God and you know it and you don't want to do anything about it, right? Bad inside, bad outside, right? And then the next one, good inside, bad outside, that I think is what Paul describes, chapter four. At right? he's good inside. Like right? it's all good. Right? Um, things aren't easy, but he has the he knows the the convictions and and, and the blessings that God has placed on his life, and he's so um, you know steadfast and straightforward on it. Right? He he doesn't question his own conscience because he knows that. Uh, he is surrendered to the Lord, but things are terrible on the outside, right? He's being um, uh, persecuted and perplexed, and he is, you read it, hard-pressed. Uh, he is carrying on the life of Jesus, uh, uh, the death of Jesus, right? So almost uh, you could make an argument that, you know, Paul is saying that, uh, you know, those who serve God to the fullest this might be the norm. This might be the kind of um, more often than not, right? This is something that you, we have to uh, deal with. But the good inside like, sustains or, or it gives you enough strength to endure the better. Now, the last one I thought, um, and, I, and it came to me again, that this is the interesting one, right? Where um, we look good on the outside. And that could be because, you know, it could be grace of God, or it could be we are good at beautifying. We are good at making the good look outside. Or we've worked really hard. We've, you know, like we've invested all our time in, you know, making sure that the material that we have or the clothes that we wear or the the circles that we run in the restaurants we eat at or the exercise that are... are like our fine-tuned bodies, our muscular, rippled, <laughs> svelte bodies—you know—we we we've dedicated all of our time at the neglect. I don't know of our of our family or or, or of our of our duties or uh, of our of our, of our relationship with God or something, right? But to to the you know uh, to the common perspective, you know, we look successful. We look like things are going well, and right? we look. Things are, you know, we're happening, we're flourishing, right? Uh, you know, all full steam ahead kind of thing. But the truth of the inside is that you know we are faking it. We're 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 not really, you know, crying out to God, we're not really taking steps of faith, we're not really being honest with others, uh, we're not really um trying to uh you know bear spiritual fruit. Right. So we look like outside and the exterior pretty good, but inside we are um, yeah, full of dead man's bones. Again, that's like the Pharisees. Right. They were highly respected, often wealthy, and um, you know they, they held a lot of influence. But you know, Jesus says you're whitewashed tombs, you look great on the outside, but you know, inside you're you're corrupt, you're dead, um, and stuff, right? So, um, I'll start with. Uh, like I said I was gonna. I wanted to know where you guys thought you were and where you wanted to be. I, I think you know. I would say that we should prioritize the good inside, right? If good inside and you have good outside, amen. Thank the Lord. If you're good inside and bad outside, amen. Thank the Lord. Right? At least Apostle Paul would would welcome you into that camp, right? I think the next one, though, is it's better to be bad inside and bad outside because if we somehow figure out, like, if there's a nexus, if there's a causal relationship, if we get miserable enough on the inside, maybe we can get good inside, bad outside, right? At least there's hope. But when we're so, I think the most, the least desirable one should be bad inside, bad outside, because that's where it gets tricky and, and dangerous and you can we can sell our soul right to maintain the exterior veneer respectability of people liking us uh, whatever you know the creature comforts and at the same time right you know um maintaining a, a, a type of control that doesn't please god that doesn't honor god okay So (laughs) I asked, I don't know if Peter can do it, but I asked him to do a little Zoom poll for us. So um, I know some of you guys have two people on the Zoom. So the way that we're going to do it is, I think the, the question is simple, right? Which one are you? So if you have two people in the household, one person answer question one and the other person answer question two. If you just have one person on the Zoom, just answer question one okay, and uh, I don't think Peter can do it because he's the host. so Emily, you answer for Peter. and don't don't uh, and set aside his texting problems, okay as you think about this, but let's just throw out a, a zoom poll and we'll close in prayer. <laughs> okay, thank you for indulging me <laughs> in doing this, but uh let's 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 uh, pray together. Lord, uh, thank you for a chance to look at Paul's heart, um, something that he sets forth to the Corinthians that he loves. And uh, again, he's uh, very open about um, how hard it is sometimes to serve the Lord, and yet how sure he is that serving the Lord means everything uh, to him. And I pray that uh, this will rub off on us, we who in, in, in our context, in our time, In our situation, in our uh, context, um, are called to uh, be the jars of clay that house the the precious treasure of the gospel. Um, I pray that as a church, uh, we might also experience this corporately, uh, as we go through um, challenges and uh, uh, various, and maybe all, all, all levels and phases, even. Coming together on Sunday, the most basic thing of, of church life, uh, seems every week it's burdensome. Every week we have to figure it out. Every week uh, it, it's it's a chore. Um, and yet, um, Lord, uh, help us not to lose heart. Help us not to lose heart in serving you, serving each other, serving the world. Uh, because once again, uh, we have this ministry because of your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.